1: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Also, we are on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. Also, check us out on Off the Floor. That's text directly to your phone from the four hosts of Five on the Floor. Bypass Twitter, X, or whatever it is it's called these days, and get your Q&As, your contests, and more directly from the hosts of Five on the Floor. Go to winnow.app. That's winnow.app backslash off the floor also check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network that includes our friend Lynette check her out at insurance huge Miami heat fan but also she can get you the car insurance the life insurance the homeowner's insurance the renter's insurance they've got all of it there at a aggressive insurance she's based in the north Lauderdale area and you can find her again at insurance by that's two n's two t's insurance by Lynette.com and now today's episode
2: down to biscay Yikes.
1: Uh five
2: on the floor, ride for my dogs. Well, here's the thing, you can check the score, hustle hard, couple scars, wearing rubber frogs. Just like Buff to say, you in trouble, yo. Cat the floor playing, got an all band, y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. Impact pack with trust, it's power have the guts. We here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang
1: it up.
0: Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Silvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reason Sports Network.
1: All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick on Five Reason Sports. And we've got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. Make sure you check out all of our other episodes. It's going to be an episode up about uh, Christian Wood and Kelly Oubre that I'm going to do with Greg Sylvander and Brady Hawk. So that'll be on the feed soon as well. Those are two of the players who could be possibilities for the heat. If they get Dame Lillard, we're going to get away from Dame here for a little bit. Eric Spolstra is in the Philippines right now, obviously his the country where his mother was born. He's run a lot of camps there, but he's doing something a little bit different this time. He's an assistant coach for team USA, a, a really good story by Joe Vardon and the athletic about, the star power on this coaching staff. Uh, he's there with Steve Kerr, with Ty Lu. and basically is like cleaning up after people, like volunteering to do menial tasks that he probably hasn't done since 2005, um, but has been willing to do it and seems immersed in the experience, and that's not a surprise. And we know, Alex, that the Heat have used these Team USA uh, things in the past, these international competitions, whether it's the Olympics or whether it's, uh, uh, you know... Uh, what we're looking at here with the World Cup, uh, where they get to know guys, and this is a legal way to get to know players. And sometimes the players have done it on their own. A lot of conversation about how the big three basically decided to come together on the back of a bus. Uh, but also now you have, uh, you know, you, you've you've got the the relationship between Dame Lillard and Bam Adebayo that developed when they played internationally together, and that's leading to what we have this summer. And now you have Eric Spolstra with a, a relatively young team of players on Team USA, a team that's not like huge favorites. They are favorites, but they're not huge favorites uh, to win this tournament. And actually, we've been watching uh, we've been watching Nikola Jovic play for his home country, uh, and we're going to continue to do that too. So we'll be watching the other countries as well. But I, I guess uh, let's start here. If what you've watched of the preliminaries. Before we get into the heat angle on this, is, is it pretty clear that Anthony Edwards is the best player on this team?
2: I guess you can have, like, debates about it. Um, but it seems like he is the go-to guy. I would like to watch more. I haven't sat down and watched the entire game start to finish. Um, but it seems like he is the guy that they're going to at the end of games. It seems like he is kind of, you know, um, to use your verbiage, he's the alpha guy, right? <laughs> mm, right? Right. They're going to him. They're going to Brunson. I mean, they've got multiple guys you can look at. Like, if you're just saying NBA player, who is the best one? It's probably between him, Brunson, maybe Brandon Ingram. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he's probably the go-to guy for this, for this World Cup run, though.
1: Yeah, this team got described as a lot of Bs and B pluses. I think that Edwards, Ingram, Brunson – step out from that a little bit. Uh, there's no like established top 10 franchise player on this team, but the reality is if you look at the MVP voting last year, there's not a lot of American players up there to begin with. Um, I mean, the last, uh, the last few MVPs have not even, have not been American born, uh, whether it's been uh, Jokic or Jokic, or it's been Embiid or it's been Giannis. Uh, and then you have Luka who's typically in the top five. So it's like, you'll get like a Durant or a Tatum, or LeBron who pops in there, but a lot of those players, in the case of LeBron and, and Durant, Durant are going to be aging out at some point. And it seems like a lot of the talent uh, is coming from, from overseas. I, I think when we talk about Anthony Edwards, it's interesting for a few reasons. One is uh, it's led to some trade conversation about Carl Anthony Towns because – It's pretty clear at this point that Towns is not the alpha on that team. When Jimmy was there, uh, he was the alpha. And I don't think Towns is being traded for Dame Lillard or going to be playing with Dame Lillard or any of these other Bill Simmons fantasies, but it's pretty clear that Minnesota needs to pivot a different direction and turn the keys completely over to Anthony Edwards. Uh, But the other thing is I think Anthony Edwards, um, you know, people make the Jordan comparison. There's a lot of Jimmy in him also just sort of his demeanor, his attitude about basketball uh, the way that he approaches it. And so I, I I think that we at least I see some of Jimmy uh, in him also. But what we're going to do today is we're going to go through the list and just kind of, I guess, it's a little bit of a fantasy episode. Nothing is going to happen in the next year. Okay, all of these players, for the most part, are signed to contracts of at least two years or beyond. Most of them just signed extensions. Some are on rookie contracts. But I just want to – look, the big three thing, that took like three years to develop. they are two years to develop since they were in camp together. The Dame-Bam thing has taken some time. So we can project two, three years out. Let's look at which players down the road we could see being in a Heat jersey. Okay? So I'm, I'm going to go through the list with you, Alex. Uh, let's start here, Paolo Banchero. Do you see any way in the future that the Magic are still in a sad state of affairs, and he decides oh, I'm going to go south?
2: Yeah, he's not one of the guys that I thought about when when we said that we were going to go through this exercise. To be honest, like he he obviously just started off his career. The Magic seemed like you know a team that'll be up and coming for the next couple of seasons, so it feels like too early to talk about him bolting in free agency since his career just started and yeah it seems like the magic are are, are headed in the right direction for now so yeah like the, the magic thing could not work out and maybe it gets ugly sooner than later and all that you know young bright future stuff blows up in their face but no apollo's not somebody that i'm projecting there for the heat
1: you know why i'm gonna throw this possibility out there mike miller is his agent uh and he seems he seems to have a really good relationship with jimmy so just, th- just a thought, maybe as Jimmy Edges out the door. But I-, I would agree. We'll have to give the Magic somewhat the benefit of the doubt. But I- I'll ask this question. Who have the Magic drafted in recent years in the top 10 that they've kept long-term? Dwight Howard. <laughs> right? For that Isn't that it? Like Aaron Gordon was the, the top LC. five pick, right? The, the Magic drafted Aaron Gordon? Oh, you said Aaron, Aaron Gordon. Gordon.
2: Aaron Gordon, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they kept him around for a little while. It's a good
1: question, though. Um, that's tough, man. Well, they've never gotten anything right. That's the thing. In the past, I'm, I'm going to take a look here. Here's their here's their first-round pick. So, just again, this is a little bit of a fantasy episode here. Uh, going back, Jalen Suggs is still with the team. We don't know if he's going to be a player or not. He was picked fifth. Uh, Franz Wagner looks like a player. He was picked eighth. Uh, Cole Anthony, 15th. Uh, still there, but he's been on the trade block. Uh, Chuma Okiki. I don't even know where he is now. I think he's still there. Okay, uh, Mo Bamba, sixth overall, not still there. Jonathan Isaac, bunch of injury issues, other things like that. Sixth overall, not still there. Uh, from the year before, Demontis still there? Sabonis. Oh yeah, he is still there. That's right. He is still there. That's, I'm sorry, he is still there. That's right. Yeah, he yeah, he he actually approves of their their political donations. I'll, I'll get off that subject. All right, Demontis Sabonis, eleventh overall in 2016, did not pan out there. Right. Uh, and then going back one more year, Mario Hazonia, fifth overall, did not pan out there. Aaron Gordon, fourth overall, did pan out, but obviously has had more success since he was moved uh, ultimately to Denver. And Victor Oladipo, second overall, yep. did not pan out there. So actually, I know they're, you know, different management, etc., maybe different approach, but. Uh, you cannot say that they've had tremendous success keeping their top five, top 10 picks around. So just throwing it out yeah. there, just throwing it out there. All right. So let's go, let's go to the next one here uh, on our list. Mikkel Bridges um strikes me as like the, it's funny. Mikkel Bridges struck me more as the prototypical heat player before he blossomed. Like when he was doing the three and D stuff in, uh, in Phoenix as like a fourth, I'm like, wow, he would be a really good fit on the heat. But now that he's actually shown more as more of a go-to guy and then his efficiency kind of went down as the season progressed with the Nets. I'm not as, I don't know. It's weird. I'm not as sold on it, but um, he's got a little bit more time left on that contract. We talked about it. Could you see him as a heat player down the road? Um, Would
2: I like that? Absolutely. Could I see it? I'm not sure. We got to see how this Brooklyn stuff plays out. Not that I think they're headed for some sort of juggernaut anytime soon. Um, they're gonna be a cute little first or maybe second round team at best. I I, I don't know. I don't know. He signed through 2026 mm-hmm. at a pretty damn good contract considering the type of production he showed. Um like this was a good contract, I, I think for a team, even at like the type of player he was in Phoenix. So right now, making kind of in the early to mid twenties, he's he's making under 22 mil this upcoming season. He's on mm-hmm. one of the best contracts in the league. So the Nets are not going to be looking to move off of him anytime soon. They have no reason to. So that part makes me skeptical that it will happen anytime soon. Um, but let's say, you know, 2026 comes. They haven't, um, you know, negotiated an extension by that point. Things could get interesting. But I, 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 I'm skeptical that the Nets wouldn't extend him by then. Like, I just think he's one of those guys who you can clearly look at, you know, with the production, with what he's done already for winning teams in the past and not doing it in different roles, it's like, okay, yeah, this guy, you peg him for kind of a, a big statistical leap from what he did, you know, with now having a full season to be that guy. And even if you don't think he's a top 25 player or anything like that, you know, it's it's a win for the Nets in in, in that sense, right? Like, they're getting somebody mm-hmm. a lot better than they thought they were getting in the first place. And so, no, I don't see it happening anytime soon. I would absolutely, absolutely love it for the Heat. And the other thing that I actually disagree with you about was that is the, the stuff about him after you know, taking the jump, not being a Heat player. It actually is kind of reminiscent of a lot of the Heat's like top players in the sense of like kind of late bloomers, right, with Jimmy mm-hmm. and Kyle. Jimmy. You, you right. could even throw Bam in there, too, because Bam wasn't a starter until his third year. It's not like he was sure. somebody who was the, the team's number two option built around him from the start, anything like that. I, I, and, you know, obviously, uh, Bridges went to the same school as Lowry and all that. It's it just kind of like these underrated stars. And I, I think he would – fit right in. Very charismatic. I think Spo would love him, but uh, no, he's not somebody I'm, I'm looking uh, for the heat to add in the next couple of years or anything like that.
1: All right. Well, Nick, Nick's fans are freaked out when they saw a picture of uh, Jalen Brunson with Spoh. Uh Brunson signed a contract that at the time a lot of people didn't like and now they love it. Descending contract. Um, do you see any possibility uh, First thing, he's so beloved in New York that things would have to go really badly there, I would think in a way that we're really not anticipating right now like he he's the one and we saw it in the playoff series i mean he's their engine uh i think their problem is randall being one of their top two or three players i, I don't know how far you're going with that because he's so inconsistent jalen brunson seems like you know the type of heat point guard <laughs> also i mean they went after kyle lowry a lot later in his career than than brunson obviously they went to the same school you see any chance of the future of that
2: Hard to say anything other than no. Like I I agree with you. It seems like for the Knicks, you know, to get to the second round, like that's a huge deal for them. It's like a championship for most teams. But uh, so you know, for him to not stay on the Knicks long term feels kind of crazy. It seems like they love him. Um, He he loves them, and he just has taken it to a whole another level. Like I liked his game before. I liked his game Mm -hmm. coming into the NBA. I liked his game after seeing what he did with Dallas. Excuse me, and. I just like his game even more now. Like, and, and you know who else likes his game? Like you mentioned, Spo, and yeah. Spo respects the hell out of his game. He was talking him up the whole time throughout that Knicks series and after the Knicks series. That guy, like, again, we talked about it when it was happening. For him to put up the type of production he did at the type of efficiency on that volume, while being, you know, the 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 Heat's elite defense mm-hmm. number one priority it's just incredibly impressive. He was able to get to his spot in every way, was able to counter whatever, however the heat defended him. Like the guy just uh, thinks the game, I I love his game. I don't think it's going to happen though. I I think the Knicks are going to build from here. Skeptical that they're going to build a contender, but you know, he is the the, the piece. He is the the piece. There's no way that they let him go. I think they're going to probably overpay him before he,
1: they let him go. All right. So now we get to, before we get to the break, we get to two franchise players here. Uh, Anthony Edwards in Minnesota, and Tyrese Halliburton just signed for an insane amount of money in Indiana. Which of those, obviously, Miami would love either of those guys down the road. You know, there's no question about it. And 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 clearly, I mean, look, Halliburton for Sabonis is one of those trades we talked about on a previous podcast where both teams kind of made out. But I feel like Indiana made out better long term. Um, either of if I was to say one of those two guys could be available or could be looking to leave their situation someday, which of the two would you say?
2: Man, that one is really tough. That one's really tough. Um, And I'm not going to feel strongly about whatever answer I give here as I'm stalling. I like that. The thing is I'm always, most always going to lean towards a passer. I'm, I'm a big passing guy and somebody is a as it as Tyrese Halliburton, you know, I love his game, but I'm taking Anthony Edwards here. I mm-hmm. I think like just what he can do, and the stuff he's shown so far in in, in a franchise like that. I can't imagine what Spo and
1: the Heat could do with a talent like. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, oh, go ahead. We just lost you for a second. You still hear me? Hmm.
2: Okay, yeah. He's, I mean, he's just so dynamic, so athletic. I, I Like I said, I can't imagine what they would do with him if, if they were to somehow acquire him in the future. It feels like that one's it, 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 he's, he's too good to pass up. And I really love Tyrese Halliburton's game. He's actually he's one of my favorite players to watch right now. But Anthony Edwards' talent is too good to pass up. It's a great question, though. Like, he, both from the same draft class, they both just got paid. Similar contracts, similar years. It's it's really hard to pick between those. And two. and
1: and both of the organizations that have not won titles, although uh, Indiana has been further in recent years than Minnesota has been, I just wonder – it's one of those small market situations where you wonder when the guy gets frustrated. I, I feel, though, if one of the two of them is likely to get frustrated just because he always speaks his mind, it's going to be Ant. Uh, not. It just feels – I don't know. It just feels like Tyrese Halliburton's found a home in Indiana – and like he's going to be a dame, like he'll be there forever. Whereas I could see Anthony Edwards if they don't ultimately put pieces around him, where some of this kind of youthful playfulness and innocence and he says whatever uh, is on his mind, which is cute right now, may he it, it may not be as copacetic later on. So I'm just I'm wondering about that. Obviously, those are two players that he would love to get their hands on someday. We're going to go through the rest of the roster here real quick. Just a little exercise here as we get ready. Uh, for the FIBA World Cup. And we'll be covering the FIBA World Cup on playback also, so you can join us there. We're also going to do a playback episode later this week on Ubrey and Wood and some of the other free agents who could still be available to the Heat uh, if they ultimately do make this Dame trade sometime before training camp. I want to tell you about a couple of great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Though our betting partner is BetterEdge. Use the code 5RSN. That's B E T T O R dot You Use the code 5RSN for $20 to play, This is legal sports betting in 45 states, including the state of Florida. It's legal because it's based in the United States, and you're betting against others who use it. You are not betting against a bookie or the app. So go to BetterEdge.com, use the code 5RSN. And if you want to play FIBA or anything else on a fantasy perspective, go to PrizePix. Use the code 5FIVE. F-I-V-E. Get your initial deposit matched up to $100. Go to PrizePix.com, the Google Play Store, or the Apple App Store, and download PrizePix. Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. As you know, we heard from Pat Riley recently. Everybody has an opinion on trades, free agency, who they should keep, who they should give up, who they should get. Well, whatever it is that Riley and the Heat do, you don't want them giving up too much and getting too little, right? Well, the same is true of shaving products, and that's why I use Harry's shaving products. I love the way it handles, I love the way it looks, and I love the quality of the shave. I have a little bit of trouble growing out a good beard so better to just shave it off and make sure that it looks somewhat professional. These are German-engineered blades made in their own factory, so they stay sharp longer. It means you can use them longer. And also, they've got customizable delivery options for scheduled refills as low as 2 bucks, half of what you pay for other big brands. Also, I would recommend the shaving lotion as well and the body wash. So check it out. You can go to harrys.com backslash 5. That's harrys.com backslash 5. You'll get a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks. Again, don't pay too much and get too little. Same is true of shaving as NBA transactions. harrys.com backslash 5 for your $3 trial
0: set.
1: All right, so we've got a couple other guys here. Um, I'll throw these two in a mix. Uh, Josh Hart. We know obviously that the Heat skip would value somebody like Josh Hart. He just resigned, though, so I don't know what his value is going to be when the end of that contract. He's a little older than some of the guys on this list. Uh, but I'm looking at Josh Hart, uh, Bobby Portis. Cam Johnson, uh, Cam Johnson just re-signed to a contract. I mean, do 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 any of these guys pique your interest down the road? Yeah, I
2: think Cam definitely piques my interest. I think he'll be a pretty handy glove fit. Um, I like his game. Um, uh, and I think he stands out from that group group you said because I have absolutely no interest in Bobby Portis, and I have just about no interest in Josh Hart after what happened. <laughs> see party. i knew
1: you were gonna say that but uh, can I we just it.
2: the other thing basketball wise it's just true like you look at the guys that they already have on the roster that he do and it, they mm. have so many guys that have similar skill sets you know right like, like they have so many guys who already can defend rebound uh you know above their size and i i i don't think they need them and yeah, he's fine. In theory, he's a Heat player. I just think I'm still a little bit sour about what happened there. I can tell.
1: <laughs> I, I can tell. Because, because yes, they have guys like that. They develop guys like that. But he's kind of a premium version of that. Um, I, I wanted the Heat to take a shot at him for the trade down. I thought the Knicks made a good trade there. But I understand where, where you're coming down there. Uh, Before we get to the, the two other sort of core guys here, the two young guys – uh on this list well i also reeves actually isn't that young he just seems young because he hasn't been uh there that long but he just he just re-signed with the lakers too after the spurs considered giving him a contract and then walker kessler who was traded in the gobert trade and actually you could argue outplayed gobert last year um i i don't know i mean it seems like walker kessler is one of those guys who's going to grow and develop in utah and reeves is now going to grow and develop in the lakers so probably not options at any point down the road
2: you said Reeves is not going to grow and develop on the Lakers. No, he
1: will. He will, and he'll and he'll get. He'll be. He's going to get the Caruso treatment and all the rest. Of I think he's a better. He's a more versatile player than Caruso. He's not as good a defender as Caruso, obviously, but he's going to get the. You know, where Bleacher Report is basically, you know, has to post the Austin Reeves update every single day because he's a white Laker. We know that it works.
2: Yeah, and that all of that stuff is true. He's like the the offensive version of Alex Caruso right, right exactly he's got more offensive game can defend he's not like a cone but and he, he really competes there um I like his game man I gotta say even with all the mm-hmm. jokes and I really like his game I think he's gonna have a really good year this upcoming season as they get kind of like a full year with just a roster that makes a lot more sense than some of the ones they've had the past couple of seasons mm-hmm. I think he's gonna be featured there as a kind of the third guy. And I, I really like the way he 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 plays in general and fits with those guys. I, I like his game. I Because of that, I don't see him departing from the Lakers anytime soon. I don't think they, you know, especially just considering the fact they just signed him to a four-year deal at a complete steal, right? Like that report mm-hmm. came out, was it today, that yeah. the Spurs were thinking about offering him 100 mil, which is something that was rumored around that time in the first place. Some people were surprised that the Spurs didn't throw down that offer sheet even just to get the Lakers to pay up. Right, the Lakers because the, the Lakers gave him the, the max that they could, which was 50, 56 mil. But if a team like the Spurs with cap space to offer him an 100 mil over four year deal, like the Lakers would have had the opportunity to match it and pay up. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think he'll be gone from there anytime soon. He's an absolute steal of a contract. The only way is like if they had an opportunity to trade for like a third, you know, all star superstar and he had to be a part of the deal. So yeah, I don't really see this as a thing for the Heat, and and yeah, Walker Kessler is kind of like how I felt with Paolo. It's just their careers just started. I don't see them uh, leaving their teams anytime soon.
1: All right, so let's get to the other two, and I know there's some feelings here too because sometimes Jaron Jackson gets more shine than Bam, and that upsets Heat fans. Uh, but Brandon Ingram's a guy whose name has been out there with the Heat before. I know the Heat love him. I mean, there's a lot to like there, but I I just know that the Heat have a specific interest there. If I was to say to you, a, as we close here, and thanks to our sponsors, a Aggressive Insurance, with insurancebylanet dot com, Better Edge, and Prize Picks, if I was to say to you, a, which player would you more covet in say two seasons, if assuming Bam is still on this roster, which we're going to assume that, and that Jimmy and maybe Dame are aging out. Uh, Which player would you more covet, and which do you think actually would have a chance of happening?
2: Okay, so the covet part, um, in two years, I'm going to say that's Jaron Jackson. I just think, you know, he's 23 right now. I'm trying to see. Okay, so he's going to turn 24 in a couple of weeks, actually. So let's say he's about 24 years old. He's going to be 26 then. And Brandon Ingram is what? Um, Let's see. 25. And mm-hmm. he's actually a September birthday too, so he's so he's gonna be 28 in two years. So yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna take the a couple of years difference there with Jaron, and because I, I think it's pretty close. They're obviously very different players, but just imagine a front court of Jaron Jackson and Bam, what that could do. Right, I, I mean, it he might be the perfect front court. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fit next to Bam for real. Like that would just be an insane fit. Everybody knows he can really shoot the ball. Um. And there will be fun ways you can mix and match those things. I really do think it could work. You know, the way that guys have been wanting, fans have been wanting, um, you know, kind of these stretch fives to be next to Bam. Jaron is, you know, he's the best of those guys. He's the absolute best. There's a reason he won Defensive Player of the Year. I wouldn't have voted for him. I don't think he is the best defender in the league. I think Bam is. But regardless, he is obviously a very, very good defensive player. And I think it would be a really nice fit. Now, the one that I think is more realistic is Brandon Ingram because of what you said before, like the fact that they went after him or had some interest in him. I should say, um, a couple of seasons ago, you reiterating, reiterating the interest in general. I think it, it makes sense. The problem is like if they, you know, if they trade for Dame this summer. I shouldn't mm-hmm. even say the problem because it's not really a problem. If they trade for Dame this summer, I don't know how you get to add adding it, uh, like a Brandon Ingram in the future, just Mm -hmm. you trading those big contracts now. But it seems like kind of that, um, that interest is there. And I don't know what's going to happen with the Pelicans. Whereas like with the Grizzlies, I, I feel like they, they've almost kind of just started, even though the Pelicans are a very young team too, right? Like it it feels like they're closer to a big time, um, team shifting trade, right. Mm -hmm. than the Grizzlies are, it feels
1: like the, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna catch you on that because literally as we're doing this podcast, because I I understand what you're saying, but as we're doing this podcast, and this may be nothing. But there's an NBA alert that just came out that Jared Jackson Jr. is no longer following John Morant. and, and one of our oh. our one of our favorite Heat follows, uh, you can probably figure out who this is. Uh, just tweeted on top of it, Jared and Edris frontline. I felt like I was somebody again. Uh, so I, I I do think there's a parallel between Jared Jackson and Brandon Ingram in that neither is the spotlighted player on his particular team Mm -hmm. and there are issues with the headlining player on both teams and that's why i save these two guys for last because i can envision a scenario where one of these two guys gets sick of their current situation because you cannot count on the guy that is supposedly the franchise centerpiece, whether it's Morant because of the off-the-court stuff or Zion because of, well, you know, the at-the-table stuff, right? So, I mean, it's an interesting parallel to me, and that's why I save these two because these are the types of players that end up becoming available to a franchise like the Miami Heat in a year or two. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's that's typically how this works. His player gets disgruntled by his current situation, and Pat and the organization try to swoop in, and I see both of these guys as potential targets.
2: Yeah, I, I, I definitely get why you were grouping together. It makes sense. I, I think it's – I'm trying to think, like, what would the, the pathway be to trying to acquire these guys if they were to become available? Because, like I said, if you're trading out those contracts, Tyler and Duncan or Kyle and Tyler it becomes really difficult to
1: match. But – what if you're not trading Tyler? What if you're not trading Tyler yet?
2: I, I was I was about to say that. I was, <laughs> right, was right about to say that. Right, That report came out today. The, the clutch points reporter, um, right, said that you know that he'd have considered that scenario. Maybe keeping Tyler. I'm sure they would love to if they could. You know, like if if there was a way to to keep him, I, I'm I'm sure they would like to do it. So, but yeah, like. That obviously changes the conversation because then Tyler could be used as a piece to to get that guy, whether it be Ingram or Jaren. But the other point I was going to make was that um, Jaren Jackson's contract is very, very team friendly. And so that also makes the whole thing of like trying to match in a trade easier because as I'm pulling up his deal here, he is signed at 27 mil this year, 25 mil the next year at 23 Mm -hmm. after that so it's a declining Mm -hmm. contract so let's say this were to happen two seasons from now you have all you have to do is match 25 mil that's not that crazy it's it's not that much money it's not this ginormous contract like a dame right where you have to send out almost what is it 42 or 43 mil just to match um and Brandon Ingram is he makes a little bit more uh he's got he's signed on for two more seasons and I I think it's around 32 mil if I if I remember correctly so it's a little bit more money, but I definitely see what you're talking about as far as guys who, who could become available. It's funny, though, that this whole Jaron thing happened right as
1: we're Well, it's happening about. right now, and literally the first comment under that tweet is uh, from someone who I, I also follow as part of the Heat Twitter uh, group. who says, when we keep Hero in the Dame trade and trade him for Triple J. So literally the exact same thing that we were thinking at the same time. We did not plan this episode but this is the reason we did this episode. If people are right. going to laugh at us for going through the team USA roster and saying, Oh, well, this is like heat fan or heat observer, heat media arrogance that you think everybody's going to end up in a heat Jersey. Well, that's kind of how it's worked. <laughs> Odds are one of them will. At some <laughs> <Right. point. laughs> exactly. So maybe we found the one, maybe it's triple J. All right. Thanks to Alex. Thanks to better edge insurance by let and prize picks. We'll talk about players who are not under contract on the next episode. We'll get into wood, Ubre, and others.